Yeah, she wears golden lipstick, which <laughs> kind of hard to pull off, but maybe she can. Wait, who does? The hind. Really? No, I think the red lipstick. Yeah, it's I think like lip the lip liner. Oh, the tube is golden. Yeah, the tube. Okay. Is golden. Yeah. 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 Uh, you almost just really let us astray there. <laughs> yeah. Will God. I sorry. I recant. That's yeah. Mis- that's misinformation. I should know better. Honestly, like the our like internet is rife with disinformation, and I can't contribute. No. Like that. It really is. So I'm sorry. Hello, welcome back to Feywatch. It's Will. I'm here with Rachel. I'm here with Dina. Hello, Will. We're all here. We're all (laughs) here. I'm very excited for today's episode. I feel plot-wise, we had a couple episodes where, you know, there's a lot of chit-chat, but not a lot of things moving and grooving, and we sort of have hit the acceleration point in the book, you know? And yep. so things are getting things are getting exciting. As we covered at the very end, we're going to get some more about my favorite thing in the entire book, which is this little city, this little underwater city that's also a boat, that's also a submarine that has biodomes, because my favorite thing <laughs> in the world, as I assume we've spoken about on this podcast, is things within things. And this is Oh, just... I thought you were going to say it's a biodome. I'm like, I didn't know that you had. <laughs> no, but actually biodomes have been coming up a lot in my life recently. And Anyway, um, wow. Things within things are my favorite things. <laughs> I didn't actually know that about you, Will. I love things within things. I love. Well, give me another example. Yeah, I want um, examples like a Russian beyond this. Yeah. yeah, but like it's really places within places. I guess actually, oh, okay, okay. It's like, well, aren't we all in in a place within a place? Are you okay. No, like <laughs> it's me. <laughs> like airport restaurants. For some reason, I fucking love an airport restaurant. It's so cool to me that you're in an airport and then there's also like a sit down restaurant there. Or like when there's like a cafe in a bookstore. Yes, exactly. Okay. Or, you know, I've obviously never been on such a thing, but you see the little videos of the really fancy airlines that have a little bar for the first front. And I'm like, that is the coolest thing ever. Okay. I really want to go to Antarctica because they have the base down there. You know, they have the little snow base. Sure. And they have like three bars or something. And I'm like, wow. bars within the snow base? That's so cool. So, but like, what's your stance on cruise ships? Oh, kind of cool, honestly. I've only been on one cruise. Huh. I think I probably would dislike the comfort level of it, but the little, I would love, I like, I would love to take a tour of a cruise ship. Maybe we should organize our followers and like everybody books the same cruise a little say watch cruise all yeah, of our watchers this is yeah. great because i want to go to antarctica and nobody else wants to go so let's all go i i don't want to go to antarctica but i'm happy for you but <laughs> because i saw something on tiktok about how like swingers are really big on tiktok and do you know that swingers Rachel, how are you on swinger talk at swinger talk i don't know i haven't been as much recently but they this the symbol you should know this the symbol for swingers is a pineapple is it supposed to be upside down though or something or yeah no? that sounds right i'm actually not sure wait but it's like, a pineapple like you have a full pineapple with you no it's no, like a picture it's like, of a pineapple yeah it's like everybody all the swingers on swinger talk like their little their little display name has a pineapple next to it oh. you know that they're swingers but how do you know irl do you wear like a little well pin? okay Sorry, yeah, something like that. In 
So a ton of swingers and like the swinger movement is huge apparently. And so a ton. But I feel like, are you saying that the Venn diagram of swingers and cruise ship goers is a circle? Because I believe that. Well, apparently not because here's what happened. The swingers just coordinated amongst themselves to all book the same cruise. Wow. But not everybody. Yeah. (laughs) But not everybody on the cruise. It was like mostly swingers, but some (laughs) non-swingers booked the cruise. (laughs) And so they were not happy to discover. And so everyone had pineapple magnets. So they put on their doors. So, you know. Okay, wait. But like. Is that an invitation to just like waltz on in? Because it's one thing to swing, but like you still have preferences about yeah, you who you're swinging with, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that aspect. That's a really good question. Maybe they had sort of trick or treating or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, the people who were not swingers and didn't mean to be on a swinger cruise were not thrilled. So I think we should do that with Faye Watcher. Yeah, totally. Okay, but can you imagine how thrilled? I mean, maybe it's annoying, but I feel like probably life working on a cruise ship can be kind of like repetitive and monotonous or whatever. I'd be so stoked to have like the swinger cruise and just see everything that ensues. Oh my god, the group chats must have been yeah. hearts. So hopefully, maybe in 2024 we can set that as sort of a goal. Yeah, no, definitely. Anyway. Oh, digress. <laughs> but no. I don't think that was a digression. <laughs> no, that was, did we digress, digress or did no, we just no, no. keep Core... talking about large ships? <laughs> yeah, that was a really yeah. important part. Anyway. Speaking of fucking on a ship. <laughs> wow. Like, literally and I think that with that, I think, please. Let's get into it. So it's the time has finally come. Oh, my God. Thank God. To discuss our beautiful joining between Bryce and Hunt. Now, we're still on the underwater pseudo invisible octopus ship and Hunt is still wigging out sort of in a rage state. Yeah. A rage daisy. Like rage days. Eat. Oh, ra- oh, I see. <laughs> I pictured <laughs> like, like a hard flower. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, Mer Captain, is the biodome forest available? And <laughs> yeah. Mer Captain's like, over, which, over, shut, shut it down. Get shut it down. Evacuate. <laughs> we got people who need to fuck, which I do appreciate that she was like, we are not going PNV the first time in these barracks. We are shutting down. Right. <laughs> we need a forest. And I'm just going to have to read, go straight to the text oh, on this you. biodome this, forest. This is, we do okay. need a close textual yeah. analysis here for sure. Exactly. So they walk down a quiet, warm hallway toward a lush forest. Pines and ferns and flowers, birds and butterflies of every color, oh. little streams and waterfalls. And he follow, Hunt follows Bryce into the greenery across a trickling stream. It was dim in here, mist curling along the floor, like they'd walked into some ancient garden at the dawn of the world. I was going to say, we're getting we're getting Garden of Eden vibes. Yeah, for okay, sure. Adam and yeah. Eve. <laughs> okay, Miss Thing and Mr. Thing. Okay, she, Bryce halted in a small clearing, the floor covered with moss and small white flowers shaped like stars. Oh. Um, ooh. She turned to him, her eyes glowing. His cock stirred at the glittering intent <laughs> in them. Her lips curved upward, knowing and taunting. And then she strips naked and takes out those dusk rose nipples that are already peaked. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, 
Wait, no mention of the purple lingerie set underneath her like oh, legging yes. t-shirt. I, I, <laughs> I skipped over that. And it's like, in, like the setting is so nice, but that's not like the right color that's for not the setting. The right color. Well, I don't know. Oh. If it's like a, more of a lavender, I think it could be a nice palette. It's okay. It's purple. not for me. It's giving Fenty lingerie, and I don't want it. The butterflies are probably mistaking the it for like another butterfly and coming in flower. flower. Yeah, Wait, yeah, that sounds great. No, yeah, I'm terrified okay. of butterflies. Oh, oh, I was when I was young. My mom okay. once thought it was <laughs> that funny. That was a really quick. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I was. I was. I'm not anymore. Well, I haven't had occasion to be as scared since I haven't put myself in the position my mother put me in, wow. which was we went to Marvin Gardens, which is, I don't know, something in Florida somewhere. And they have a butterfly house. And I just didn't like because they would like land on me. And so she just like pushed me into the room and like then held the door closed behind me so i had to like run through the whole butterfly exhibit to the other side like so scared they were gonna land on me and then you get to the other side and it's the creepiest thing because it's you know those little boards where they pin like beetles and butterflies you yeah. know like the freaks who collect yeah. them sorry if you're yeah. those and you listen to us but wow. it's just so we scary. lost that person in yeah <laughs> we, lo- we lost marvin of marvin Gardens. <laughs> anyway sorry okay anyways so bryce is naked and Haunt gets naked, and then they intercourse. They do, <laughs> in fact. And twice we get that they felt like they're falling through air, through time and space. Mm-hmm. Again, pre, pre-teleport, we already kind of losing our grip on the old time-space continuum. As one does. On the old yeah. reality. <laughs> Their lightning, his lightning and her light were merging together... I don't know any any highlights for y'all. <laughs> I will say the des- describing his you know whatever as velvety was is maybe not for me. Here we go again. <laughs> like <laughs> here like we go. I, any other any other problems that you have with the the description? Male anatomy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. No, again. I just feel like velvety. I don't know about it. I don't know. That's like a classic velvet wrapped steel. He's like a classic. Wait, what? I've never. Did you make that? You never up? heard that? No. no. Like silk wrapped steel, velvet wrapped steel. That's a very classic way to describe wow. a male member in this genre. <laughs> velvety. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. Sure. Fine. Fine on the velvety. No, I mean honestly, they've waited so long for this moment, and I do appreciate that they get to have it in a biodome of like a secret octopus ship. Yeah, That's this is why cool. this is why you wait. This is yeah. why abstinence. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is and this is our message to young listeners. <laughs> yeah. Literally this is like very sort of bible coded given, you know, the Eden illusion we just spoke about. Yeah. It's like if you wait, if you wait until you're mated, which is basically marriage, then you get to have sex in like a chic garden instead of your bedroom. Yeah. Although, do you think they were getting like carpet burn from the moss? Because it says that there were punishing thrusts that sent them sliding across the mossy floor. Like, do you think they're. Yeah, and they're like little roots, maybe. Yeah. Like, no, I'm allergic no. to grass. So. No, because <laughs> since we're in a bio, I actually did think about this. I was like, okay, this is lit. Because since we're in a biodome, I feel somehow that all of the sort of more inconvenient aspects of a forest I've in my like mind they're just not there out. Yeah. Mm, there's no yeah. weird bugs 
Yeah. No no moss burn to speak of. I'm going to say it now. I'm going to go on the record. Okay, no moss burn. They are doing he's he's sort of doing a little bit more tase play. Like he oh, yeah. zaps her nips. Yeah. Little tase play. Yeah, you got to. Well, after he you practiced got... on all the girls, what was he going to do? Know. Yeah. Not show off his tasing skills? <laughs> the ladies love it. All the ladies. Ladies love tasing. Exactly. We do get we do get punishing a lot. There's a lot of like a like a punishing pace. Well, when they were having their little phone sex, she told him she wanted it hard and rough. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you know he's obliged. He came through. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, no, he's you know fulfilling her every desire, and then somehow they land they teleport. in an airlock. Yeah, so they teleport as I believe. Hunt is sort of maybe both of them, maybe Hunt as they're sort of finishing. <laughs> they tell which I hope they learn the word winnow next book and start calling it winnowing because teleport yeah, is teleporting just a less fun mm-hmm. word for me. So then they're all like, ooh, and then they put on little like scuba suits or whatever. So fun there was in that in the airlock. Yeah, so then they're in their sexy little scuba suits, and they probably reek of sex, and they go tell. They're just telling Correct. everyone. <laughs> like, yeah. We fucked and we teleported. And Rune's like, Ugh. Rune's like gouging out his eyes. <laughs> I love, I love the way she says it. It's like in the most Quinlan like way possible. She goes, right at the end of banging Hunt's brains out, right when we came together, we wound up in the airlock. <laughs> it's like, no, those are crucial details. Thank you, Bryce, I for telling love me your brother. She has not an ounce <laughs> of shame whatsoever. <laughs> but, Sadly, now that we're done sex teleporting, Ugh, yeah, we do learn that not only is Sophie Renas dead, but she's in the morgue on this Ugh. octopus ship. Sad. Which is just really sad. I'm just like, why couldn't she have been alive on this ship? That would have been so fun. It's like, I know why, because then the book would have been over because she already knew the secret or whatever. Mm. Right. And so when they go visit her in the morgue, they see that she's carved a sequence of numbers and letters into herself. Maybe Fucking as her, her savage. Last. Like, Sophie, that is so hot of her. Yeah. She was, like, drowning and, like, carving shit into her arm. Like, that is stone cold. But I think probably what happened was the Hind did the same little trick with dropping the stone. Mm-hmm. Like, the Hind, like, pushes her off the boat, but throws the stone in. Yeah. And they were too late. Yeah, she didn't time so it right. Because they said bad. this time, for some reason, the Oracle told them they'd be needed in that area. But it's like, what, was your Oracle off the day that Sophie died? Like, yeah. did she have a doctor's appointment or something? Like, Yeah, although they deserve healthcare too, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oracles deserve healthcare Just too. saying. So sad, 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 but we're not going to dwell because we have too much to talk about and we don't want to be sad girls. No. We take a little trip to the Mind Bridge. Thank goodness. Now, Day is worried because she heard that there was attack, an attack on the rebel base and was worried that he might have been among the dead. And she talks about creating a world that their children can be free in 
And then Rune says, yeah, I can't have kids. And then he tells her about the Oracle. It's like, way to make it about you, Rune. Yeah, he's like, yeah, anyway. Yeah. I, thought, I thought that too. I was like, okay. I, we were speaking sort of figuratively here, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, let, it out, say, let it out, Let it out. But he's a sweet boy. He's like, no, he's sweet. Other people I know have kids, and I want them to have a good life, so... That's and like cool. also there's at least 50% chance that I'm that the, it means I'm going to die before I have kids anyway. So like might as well go down swinging, you know. <laughs> and then he's unsettled, so she offers to tell him a wee bedtime story. Wow. Oh, yeah. This is really sweet and soothing until it isn't. Doesn't she like come sit on the couch and he like puts his head in her lap? Yes. Yes, and she strokes his hair. Yeah, she's like doing little like head scratches. Oh, let me he, tell you, he reigns in he reigns in a purr, which is like oh. the opposite of a hiss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd be purring. A same little head scratches. Famously, at this point, I love the <laughs> I love the hair play. Yeah, what? <laughs> well, no, because like in I famously, I'm on record like I love a hair play. Not sexually. I just talk about it that way. But like, just like, I like it when people, you know, you like, you no, don't understand. So well, you don't have cute. long hair. You don't get it. I have longer hair than I normally do. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> when you have to carry all of it around on your head, like when someone will pet your hair, it's like really nice. Yeah. But anyways, she tells a story that I'm sure is of significance that we will later discover. Cause like, why else would it? Yeah. Be Correct. But he falls asleep before the story ends. And then he wakes up. Oh, so we're not going to go into the story at all. <laughs> no, I don't know. Should we? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. We'll see. Like, it's yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. like, we'll it's like a foreshadowing or an allegory or whatever. He falls asleep before the story ends. Then he wakes up. She's asleep. He gets over and starts like walks over and kind of stares at her. And then she wakes up and she's freaked out. And he's like, oh, what happens at the end? And she's like, anyways, the witch turned into a monster and <laughs> killed, ripped the prince and his hounds apart. The end. Bye. And like runs away. Yeah. So unclear. Because he was he was trying to look at her. Or something. He was like, yeah, she thought that he was going to like he was see snooping who she a was. Bit, yeah, right? He was being a little yeah. snoopy boy. I mean, do we have any theories about it as of now? The story? No. Okay. Anywho, the squad's back at the apartment. I love so much. This like blew my mind. They were like, okay, great. So we did just get caught by the notorious spy catcher that like the most notorious spy catcher that the Asteri have in their employ. Let's just go back to the apartment and see what happens. It's like, (laughs) I mean, I feel like we should just talk about it now. So we're not constantly bringing it up over the next several chapters. But it just makes it makes no sense. And then they like they later will talk to her and she's like being kind of weird. Like she won't admit that she saw them or whatever. And their takeaway from that is, oh, maybe it's fine. <laughs> like, like it doesn't really make any sense, but maybe it's fine. And they're like, yeah. oh, well, she toys with her prey and like she's probably just like watching us to see what we do next. And then just yeah. keep doing shit anyway, like without any right. plan to figure out how to make sure she's not. <laughs> yeah, we're sort yeah. of back to usual. Yeah, a little unclear. Like little then, unclear. They, like they all like go to the ball, and it's like, oh yeah, hope Mordock isn't there to smell us. Hope behind behind hasn't told literally everybody. Like, let's yeah. go about our right. lives. Like, They're like, yeah. well, I guess we're not dead yet. So yeah, okay. They're together. They're trying to have Deck Google the 
little sequence of numbers and letters on Sophie's arm. They don't find anything. Then Baxian shows up and he's like, hey, I'm a rebel sympathizer. I want to be, let me into the squad. And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. And even if we did, we still wouldn't. So no. Yeah, wink, uh, they're wink, so annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, just let him in. He's a let sweet dog. I know. He's just like, put me in coach. I just like basically help save your lives. Also, why doesn't he just fucking say that he was Danica's mate? Like, why does he have to wait till like the eighth uh, time that he does? Will didn't know. <laughs> Will totally forgot. Will's face just dropped. <laughs> Shock. I knew you didn't know, Will. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Wow, for that you spoiled. spoiled it for me. Because uh, I had face. read it and then You're like, I've read this book twice my mind. and yet I somehow <laughs> spoiled it for you. Wow. Yeah, he should just mate. say that. But we'll talk about that later. Very Danica, though, not to say anything. So yeah, in a way, good point. maybe they are. But then Hunt confronts Bryce and he's like, okay, what the fuck is going on with Emil? Like, Pippa Spatzos was dropping hints about Emil being with the Viper Queen. This is when Bryce's whole scheme comes to light. Mm-hmm. Listen, actually, I, I think you technically do need an issue and a notes app apology, Dina, because... Oh. <laughs> Well, she <laughs> no, I she wasn't would. right. You're right. When I reread yeah. this, I was like, okay, I was off a little bit. But like, same shit. Okay, it turns out Bryce had the Viper Queen looking for a meal, and she said, "Find him by any means necessary." <laughs> and then the Viper Queen starts killing people. All these Which, dead by the way, there this is where Will also needs to issue a notes app apology because. Ugh. Sorry, is that pure as the driven snow? That she's like, no. by any means necessary, that she's like, oh, she is killing people. And then she goes there to be like, hey, could you maybe stop killing people? But then yeah, she's, she's pretty like, like mean that. shrugs about it. The, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. She's like, yeah, I guess like the necessary and proper clause. Like, <laughs> like I guess five people had to die for like this one. Whatever it takes. One kiddo. Yeah. And she's like, well... <laughs> When I said by any means necessarily, like, I didn't, like, realize it would mean, like, literally that. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Okay. So Hunt is like, what the fuck? Which Why bear? the fuck didn't you tell me? Yeah. This whole thing is so weird because he's mad at first. And then, like, okay. And then later he apologizes. <laughs> yeah. But she kind of, like, fully gaslights him into being like, oh, actually, like, I was wrong for the way that I reacted. It's like, no, this was really fucking weird on Bryce's part. Okay. Yeah. She didn't believe he would care about a boy. She's like, I'm sorry to tell you. I just didn't think you'd care about. Like, I thought you were basically speciesist. Like, you don't care about non veneer. I think this just worked out really well for her because now they're like full fucking and his brain is just like sitting Mm -hmm. in a vat of like hormones. Like, he can't, he cannot think straight right now. So she can pretty easily gaslight him. He's like, I'm so sorry. Can we have makeup sex now? Like, yeah, he's like, he's like, whatever about this kid, whatever about the people that died. Like, anything to just keep having sex i'll apologize i'm not even mad anymore right seriously i mean we'll get to their makeup sex in a bit but it's like the fight didn't last for long but okay anyways i'm not gonna get into like all the details because it's like snoozo for me but (laughs) (laughs) sorry Um, a key part plot point of the book (laughs) well okay yeah he's not a thunderbird that's the thing he's not a thunderbird right he doesn't have any power yeah I yeah. will say I did not catch Pippa making all those references to snakes 
when they were in the cave oh, back I did, there. I didn't like, know. I had to, like, go back and look for it. But apparently she did, and I read it, like, four times and missed it every time. <laughs> I, t- I took I took Bryce, or I took Hunt at his word. I was as like, um, did I. As did I. <laughs> and then the other thing, wait. Oh, and all this, the Viper Queen did in exchange for Bryce owing her a favor. And Bryce says to Hunt, like what like i don't have money so like what could that possibly like whatever i'm like babe yeah are you okay like no like, have you read on. any fucking books you don't make a bargain in this world Open-ended bargain. yeah that's so dumb <sighs> okay but you know what's great that we what? took issue with and we even sort of retconned our own little fantasy world into it and it turns out actually we were correct is that they're having this whole conversation with a Viper Queen in her actual, like, real office residence instead uh, of her oh, I fake would, yeah. ramshackle, whatever. And Very it's happy just to see this. A wow. lush apartment. It has, like, a bunch of carved wood. There's a wow. floor to ceiling window overlooking her little battle arena, which I guess is weird, but chic if you're into it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that part's like we could do without. Just like chic battles to the death, you know? She's wearing a, I don't think this would work on everybody, but I believe that she looks really hot in it. I think it's like a lime yes. green jumpsuit with neon like green, white silk, and gold high tops. Silk jumpsuit. Yeah. She looks yeah. fucking fly. With the white and gold high tops. I yeah. I really want to see it to believe it. <laughs> and then they send a meal to Bryce's parents. Yeah, he's going to be adopted by her yeah. parents. Okay. I do. I also did like, like, you can totally see this in the movie of like Fury pulling up, like Auntie Fury yes. pulling up, drive him. And like, no, don't touch the, don't touch the volume. Like, no snacks. Like, right. lesbian Auntie Fury who hates yeah. kids. Yeah. yeah. Love. <laughs> it doesn't also make a lot of sense if you, again, think too hard about, okay, like, is the foremost spy catcher going to go after your whole family? And now you've just sent this kid to, like, right. a place they will obviously check. But, you know, my other issue, my main issue, honestly, and I think we actually what? get this what? in a few chapters, is they change his name to fucking Cooper. And Ooh. he was named Emil. And Emil is like, ah. And Cooper is just, I'm sorry, but it's just not Emil. It's not Also, sorry, Cooper level. Salago sounds like the most witness protection program name I've ever <laughs> heard in my entire life. Cooper Salago. <laughs> SJM is usually pretty good with names. Doesn't suffer from what some authors suffer from in Stop terms of it. making it. Stop it. But no, but I'm gonna say like, yeah, Cooper Salago, a little bit weird. And like this the fire sprites to come. Their names are kind of like, okay. Like yeah. names. Anyways. So okay, Emil aka Cooper is off to eat lots of chocolate croissants with Bryce's parents. So that's nice for him. That's really cute. Meanwhile, as all this is going on, several of our other boys have been getting into some trubby, oh, as they say. Hijinks with the boys! Hijinks with the boys! You can't leave the boys idle, or they just no. like, get into, like, little no, literally. Like, <laughs> mishappening. Stop babysitting them for one day, and they commit, like, a grand heist, and <laughs> unleash a bunch, of, a bunch of fire sprites and a dragon. Okay. So, Ethan, as we, I believe, recall, has gone to the astronomer, and since he can't take his little wolf alpha girly, he says, okay, I'm just going to take all the rings that trapped the fire sprites in them. As one does. And he brings them back to the apartment, 
He receives some wise counsel from boyfriend Mark about the fact that he could be charged for breaking and entering as well as theft. And these are the astronomer's property. And the box starts shaking. It seems that the things inside of the rings want to be let out. So they like break the rings open and let the first three out. And there are three fire spreads. Aww. I love oh. that. Yeah, they're so cute. They're fire sprites. And he goes to open the fourth ring, and the three fire sprites are like, no, don't do not do it. Uh, it's too late. <laughs> and he lets out a human-sized female with blazing crimson eyes. And it turns out she's a dragon. And I could not be more fucking psyched yes oh yeah because she's also naked <laughs> naked and hot <laughs> like naked hot woman who is also a dragon who like yeah has like scales like going underneath her skin like i'm in like whatever ariadne wants to do or does like i'm a fan Dita's except for the fact that she does then kind board. of leave which is I'm not a fan of because I want to know what she's doing. Yeah, I think we're going to... I'm excited for Hosab 3. She's possibly... I've seen some people think that maybe she's the one on the cover, but maybe not. TBD. Wow, she's not important. Hosab 3. Maybe not. It might be... I hope she's like Lydia. I don't know. I hope she's gay. These are my hopes. I don't think she's gay. I don't think she's gay. What? I think Why? We're, we're reaching the quota. We're like nearing quota, frankly. Yeah. There's like no more room left in the budget. Like, like won't anybody think about the straights? Yeah. <laughs> we have so many men who need partners. Flynn needs a girl. Ethan no, needs a girl. Really. Flynn has all his exactly. nymphs that he keeps fucking. He's fine. No, he's yeah. into the dragon. He's into the dragon. You can tell. Yeah. But okay, he's like, dragon's too good for him. Like, Anyway, yeah, I'll wait to get mad at, about this until I have to. Listen, it's mentioned at some point that as a dragon, their fire can burn even the princess of hell. Yeah, so I, I think safe to say we're going to be seeing a lot of her next book. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Anyways, the fire sprites are cute. Ariadne's scary. And they've all been kind of held captive by this astronomer. Will was laughing at me last night, Rachel, when I was rereading, and I was like, is it weird that I, like, almost cry at every scene with fire sprites in it? And he was like, yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but don't I just... put a Will for, like, emotional support. <laughs> wow. Just, like, when they talk, they're like, they ask if they, like, knew Lily, and... Oh. Yeah, so Bryce comes over, and Rune's like, oopsie-doopsie, like, these are our <laughs> new friends. They're talking to Bryce about Lily, and they're like, oh, you should tell... The Queen of the Fire Sprites about Lily's sacrifice, like she should know. <laughs> and but I think this this is another little breadcrumb. Yes, apparently the Queen of the Fire Sprites is maybe like held captive by the Asteri right yes. now. Mm. So I'm like, Queen Future of the Fire Sprites is going to help like Rune and Hunt escape or something next time, right? Oh yeah, I think for I think sure we're gonna be seeing her, which is exciting. I cannot wait for that. The gang is going to try to buy. The freedom of all of these, the, the sprites and the dragon from the astronomer. Which, is which by the way, 50. can I say, they're like, 
Mark, like, what's our case here? Like, what could we do? And I'm like, you guys, you've they asked love. Mark to like open seven cases for you in the last like Yeah. He, <laughs> he needs to be paid, frankly. This is too much to take on pro He's bono. He's doing so much pro bono work for like Faye Royal. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. be like, Mark, can you help? Mark, what about this? Mark, what about this? Although, like, honestly, that's classic big law. Just like my pro bono case helping out like my partner, like the partner at my firm's wife's charity, you know, <laughs> stolen fire sprites, <laughs> the stolen yeah. fire sprites charity. <laughs> Okay, Hunt goes to see Celestina. She gives him a stack of reports saying there's a lot more demon activity on the Northern Rift. Mm. It doesn't seem that she knows anything about the Hind, and she can smell, He can. she can scent that Hunt and Bryce are now mated. Wow. And Hunt then goes to the Hind and is like, listen, what's, <laughs> what's going on? And she's like, I, I don't know trouble? what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Doing her makeup while, like, he's talking to her. And I just picture her looking over and being like, what? (laughs) I was so confused at this point, though, when I was first reading it. I was like, why is she acting like she just didn't see It's just really hard. I remember the first time I read this book, this whole part of the book, I was kind of like, I'm just going to, like, push through. Because I don't really understand. So do we think she told, like, the harpy or whatever that they were different people? Right. That's my question. Like, what did she tell Pollux and the harpy? Yeah. Right. Like, oh, I didn't see their, like, I was talking to them, like, I don't, I don't know, just, like, random, they were just random kind of people. And I think it might have something to do with, because isn't it soon that, like, the two rebels are, like, bloody gold? Yeah. Outside, and so I feel like if they, like, found them and tried to, like, interrogate them or whatever. Yeah. About what happened. And so, like, I wonder if they almost, like, use those deaths to, like, cover up. Or if, like, the hind is doing that to, like, cover up for Rune and crew. But yeah, anyway, they have a conversation. She denies. She, like, pretends like she doesn't know anything. And Hunk calls Rune. He's like, all clear. Like, we're all good. Don't worry. I know. (laughs) (laughs) These boys, they're like, okay, great. I can't really process anymore. So we're just going to keep going. Like, Rebel 101. I don't know if they're passing the class. But anyways, Hypaxia then shows up to Alpha Chi Omega. Wait. It's about oh. time. <laughs> Alpha you know? Fae Omega. Alpha Fae Omega. <laughs> yeah. Time to bring her into the A plot, you know? No, or at I least know, it's a great plot. to see her, but it's humiliating. It's so upsetting. It's she deserves see her. so much better. Yeah, and Rune is so embarrassed. He's like, oh my god, there's a fucking like mirth root blunt on the table. And like That's like the least of his problems. Like my secondhand embarrassment was through the roof. I'm just picturing like her feet are like sticking to the ground. Like you know Ew, they're not. No, don't those say that floors. out loud. Like, you know they're sticky. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, just the juxtaposition also to the medwitch clinic uh, if we remember uh, i do pained it like pained me in my heart yeah because that was so lovely and this is so not and we will get to this but you know in her head the whole time she's like and this is why i'm gay yeah yeah totally it's not it's, it's not something wrong. good yeah the not men are not wrong. like yeah yeah rune is mind speaking to ethan like get the blunt off the table like, oh, but not when what? she's and looking then, like later yeah that actually like, was so funny ethan's like trying so hard to help it's like not when she's looking humiliating <laughs> just really rough the boys are struggling by the way also little fun fun thing her wee broom oh, can shrink it. into a, a pin yes obsessed so handy 
I mean, get out of town with that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, and, and, and the pin is of Cathona. Yeah. So got some Cathona, Paxia, and Celestina, both big Cathona girlies, obviously. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and Dina. Mm. And Dina. <laughs> Anyways, she's here because the angel, the archangel's mating celebration is in a couple weeks, and she has to come to town for that. And she is going to ask Rune for a little escort because she doesn't trust her coven. Ugh. And that's so hard. A, a witch should always be able to trust her coven. Right? Like, sorry, who are you going to trust if not your coven? Yeah, if there's no trust there. But that's like her little her little cabinet like her little inner circle supposedly right yeah but they were basically like it was her mom's dying wish that like she keep her mom's coven but fucking parents and their dying wishes hey i'm getting like she doesn't look like her mom and so that's one of the reasons the coven doesn't like her and then two they like want to be closer to the asteri which like just feels like they're all dumb and so they kind of have this idea, Hypaxia thinks, about making the hind the head of the witches as a figurehead, even though she's not a witch. Yeah. Because well, she's her sister. I feel like the main reason also is she's a necromancer. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't they don't like that. And they're she discriminating was... against dead people. Yes. Right. Yeah. She was raised yes. in like a wee little house by herself in these three little wise spirits <laughs> that like I like your little dance that you're doing your little skeleton dance. Thank you. And honestly, I thought it was so it was like it made so much sense how she ended up like wise and lesbian. Because if uh-huh. you have centuries totally. of wisdom sort of imparted to you. Also, I love right. there are three spirits and like one teaches her fighting, one teaches her STEM, one teaches her like the liberal arts. And I was like, wow, this is like the common core like you really got a kind of primo education yeah well and it's like, i feel like they were probably like i kept picturing like um you know like the hercules animated movie mm-hmm. i don't know i just was like picturing those vibes oh my god do you remember the yogurt do you remember the hercules yogurt no what? okay never mind <laughs> i just kept picturing them in like long flowing like kind of like grecian robes yeah. you know what i mean yeah no they're so cool yeah giving her all their wisdom and whatnot which i'm also like i hope we get to meet them next book because sorry if they're like fifteen thousand years old i'm like they probably have some critical knowledge here they've got the tea no we learned that they predate the hysteria yeah. and you're like maybe someone should go check in with them and ask right, some like questions. Maybe we should chat with them a little bit yeah yeah well i think pax already knows like what is up yeah pax she knows, knows all a lot for sure lot. i love that you've picked up therian's nickname for her which we'll get to Oh, I know. Pax. Pax. Now, so Rune obliges, of course, and he says, perfect. I have a hot little sunball player wolf. He'll be your bodyguard. Ethan. <laughs> Who doesn't have a day of bodyguard experience on him, but I'm He's sure he'll boy. do fine. <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. And they say that the dragon's going to help bodyguard, too. Oh, wait. There's one. There's one little thing. In this chapter, the chapter opens, Darian's talking to River Queen. River Queen is getting really kind of huffy and jealous that her sister has these, like, submarine cities. Yeah. And she's like, don't sisters share everything? And not to, like, get, like, end on an antagonistic note, but I was Uh like, hmm, is Rachel a River Queen 
vis-a-vis her excuse me <laughs> vis-a-vis her like her jealousies about other other like fictional men talking to other fictional women how dare you but wow. she also has a lush little biome you know so like i feel like it it's good and bad also it's funny like clearly this is a one-sided a hatred because the ocean queen does not give a fuck about yeah, the river queen. Right. She's like, ocean okay, queen doesn't care. My sister has one river. Like I have the whole ocean. Like what the hell do I care? Yeah, and we the river queen seems to be up to some stuff per her captain or whatever. It seems the like ocean she's queen. the ocean queen. Yeah, sorry, the ocean yeah, queen yeah. is up for Rebel some stuff. Sympathizer. Yep. Yeah, it yeah. says she was. She remembers the time before Asteri when there was democracy, and she wants to go back to that. Right, says the queen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we'll take what we can get, I guess. Uh, yeah, we'll take what we can get. Well, thank you, Rachel, for your service on oh, this Oh, wow. Veterans now you're going to be nice after well, calling her a river queen. Right. Yeah. Which is basically a curse word at this point. Yeah. Thanks, Rach. You're very welcome. Yeah. I'm excited. We finally got to talk about the sex teleporting. Thank God. Wow. And with that, we leave you and we we leave you with a, a plea <laughs> and and a beg humble a humble plea a, humble, a supplication exactly a just pretend like we're like three little fire sprites and we're on your shoulder and we're like just like let us stay with you but instead we're like write about us on reddit it's Please. <laughs> because listen we we work really hard on this podcast and i'm not trying to threaten you and i'm not trying to coerce you i'm just trying to say like you need to get the word out. You do. I'm sorry. <laughs> you need to tell people. I'm not trying to threaten you. I'm just well, trying to say. And you need to do that much like Alexis. <laughs> Thank you, Alexis, for your review. Oh. oh much like Alexis. Alexis. Everybody should be a little bit Alexis. You said this podcast provides besties to talk books with. Today. And she said that's something I said in the first Crescent City episode. And Rachel was like, I don't remember that happening because Rachel doesn't listen to what men say. So, Or <laughs> alternatively, men weirdly remember everything that they have ever said because they're so oh, no. impressed with Ooh. it. That's not fair. Ooh, the I reason I know be. is because I edited that episode. Whatever. Okay, sure. But anyways, okay. we'll be back next week if Rachel and I remain friends. <laughs> yeah, we have, to, we have to go offline to sort this out. Um, but until then, take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.